Hey, this is Keish, and here's a podcast for you happy now. Welcome to episode 78. Thank you so much for listening. We know that last week's episode was longer than we usually put out. We appreciate you guys listening to it, bearing with us with something a little different. No news last week, obviously, but this week we're kind of getting into our old tricks. With the exception of we're introducing a new segment, it's very exciting. We're doing our weekly poll of the week where we discuss an Instagram poll that we put out. Another reason to follow us on Instagram, here's a podcast, Are You Happy Now? No punctuation, no question mark. Follow us. We put out a lot of content on that page. After that, we'll be diving into In My Brain of the Week, talking breakfast sandwich life hacks. We're talking James Blunt giving himself scurvy. Obviously, you know that from the title. We're talking airlines selling their food. Who the hell is buying that? And we're also giving you a little update on what we think about golf. So without further ado, I'm getting the red light. Time to get weird. Enjoy. What's up? It's Nick. It's Keegs. It's Here's a Podcast. Here you happy now, your favorite podcast about everything and nothing. Welcome to episode 78. Thank you for tuning in to our episode last week. For those of you who did, it was, I mean, last week was just a blast to record. It was just it was fun. So much fun. And like, usually I feel like when we run into te- technical difficulties, which uh, for those of you who don't follow us on Instagram and saw my rant, happens every time we have a guest. This is like the first time I think where I was really just excited to get back to it. You know, like usually I'm like, fuck, I don't know if we can capture that, what we were doing again. Even if it wasn't, even if it was just normal, it's sometimes hard to feel like you can capture the vibe. But last week I was just, I was like, yeah, that was a blast. Let's keep on doing it. And I think we, I was happy that it turned out, you know? You did a great job judging, Nick. Oh, thanks. Talking a lot of shit to you with our, with our co-owned social media account. Um, I know. I I like that that. though. No, 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 no. You know what? I was talking to people about the pod the other day. We gotta, we gotta be point counterpoint as much as we can. And talking shit to me on the joint account is point counterpoint. I disagree. We should agree all the time. I mean, you know me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a peacemaker. I'm always trying to agree. No, that's you, why. You that's love. why. That's why I think I found my niche as the judge. Yeah, you love war, and everyone knows it about you. That's that's fair. I can't argue it. <laughs> so, in our one of our shortest intros of all time, we actually are starting a new segment this week. You guys are extraordinarily lucky. That's just the great thing. As we expand our intro a little more, I, that was too short. That's the amazing thing about this podcast is we're seventy-eight episodes in, two years, two and a half years into this podcast. And we're still coming up with new stuff. We're still oh, thinking. Yeah. We're still game planning. We're still breaking it down, building it. We're still doing this the crazy shit to try to bring this back. I found a note. I found a note in my uh, in my iPhone uh, a couple days ago, and it just said, "I think it was drunk people would give me advice in the pod, and one of them was stick to a point." We tried it. It did. It's not us. It didn't. Second, it didn't stick. <laughs> didn't stick. Second one was find your single person energy, and you know what? I have had to be alone in order to capture that. But I do it for you. I do it for you. I'm like the I'm like a 2020 monk, podcast monk. You know, I have to stay angry. Twenty an angry 2020 podcast an monk. Angry 2020 podcast. That's my Halloween costume. Halloween's canceled. Do not go out on Halloween. I swear to God. Oh, I love Halloween. We sh- should we hit up? Should we hit that for a second? Halloween's canceled. 2020. You love Halloween. Do next you week. love Halloween? Next or? week. Okay. All right. Next week. Next week. Next week. Uh, I'm keeping us short. I'm you're doing bottling it. I'm me us up. On point. You're putting a cork yeah, you, on this. Counterpoint. Point. Counterpoint. <laughs> I was about to spill. <laughs> I had so much shit to ask. All right. Don't let me forget about that because that's good. I won't. I won't let you. I won't let you forget about it. Uh, but we're at a new segment. New segment. Uh, those of you who are following us on Instagram, it's a reason for you to follow us on Instagram. Nick is pulling out his hair right now. He can't believe that I just cut him off. I can't believe counter, it. Point counterpoint. Point. Point counterpoint. I can't speak. We're doing the weekly poll of the week, all right? It's another reason for you to follow us on Instagram. We don't put out that – just kidding. We put out so much content. You guys love it. It's hilarious. It's amazing. We put, a, we put a lot of time into the Instagram, 
And now we're going to be tying a segment directly into what we do. We're going to be putting out one poll each week, try to get your read on it. We'll then talk about that poll in the next podcast. It'll be, it'll always be the first segment we do. So if you're, if we have a poll that kind of interests you and you're psyched about it or you feel strongly about it, you can just listen to the first five minutes of the episode, hear what we have to say, turn it off if you want. That's, but we're doing it so that you don't have to dig in the middle of the episode for it because we love you and we care and you owe us. This week's poll was something that we touched on during last week's episode um, about music, about love making music, um, to be specific. And we're referring specifically to a band, Modest Mouse, which was very emblematic of kind of our high school, our high school years, my yeah. high school years, Nick's high school years. The weekly poll we put out was, is Float On by Modest Mouse a love making song? Poll came out to 46% saying yes. 54% saying no, in terms of no, it is not a lovemaking song. Yes, it is a lovemaking song. I then had a follow-up question saying, yes, are you sure? No, my ears are bleeding. I think people got very confused with the wording of that question, so we will not, we will yeah. not. Uh, the results are not, not statistically significant, as yeah, they say in the biz. We won't do that. Yeah. We're just talking about the first part of the question. Nick, what was your reaction to this, to the outcome of this election? Look, yeah, no, I think if you were to ask the pundits before we asked that question, I would have said it would have been, overwhelmingly no you know I thought, I thought people were really gonna say no i voted no um i think at one point in my life i might have considered it a love making song it would not make my love making playlist today um I, i'm sh- i'm actually shocked by how close this was we had like good it's like a good amount of people yeah. voted like i really expected the nose to run away with it and they really only eked it out you know that's funny because i had the opposite expectation i just thought i voted yes and i expected that everyone thought this was a love making song which i mean look when i refer to love making i'm just referring to like i'm not saying like i'm not splitting sex coitus i'm sorry up into different like types of it you know i'm not like yeah, yeah, yeah. love making as opposed to banging you know as opposed to you know bouncing i'm i'm not doing that i'm not doing that i'm just saying love making as a whole this song is appropriate for it regardless of the mood or specific to your mood, and I, I, I was very much maybe that maybe that skewed the the votes, but I was like I kind of expected like I could have seen a seventy thirty vote in favor, so I was shocked. It just kind of showed how out of touch I am with those who make love. <laughs> I I guess that means I, no, but that's the thing. I don't know. I don't think you're that out of touch. I think this really. I think we struck a, a nerve. Well, if it had been well, eighty twenty no to yes, I think I would say Keegan we got to have an intervention and look at the kind of stuff you're listening to when you uh, make yeah. love. But now I'm kind of thinking it's like, it's really like, uh, you know, you throw this on, you've got a, you've got pretty much a, a heads or tails bet on your, if your partner's going to be into it or not. And maybe That's it's worth true. taking the, taking the shot. That's true. I think we mostly had mail replies, which, Big you surprise. know, it's, yeah, it's crazy that those who respond to our Instagram calls are all dudes. We gotta, we gotta fix that. Yeah, we do. Um, we hate you. We hate dudes. Um, just kidding. We love you. But yeah, I don't know. It's I was really torn on it because I I, uh, I I wondered maybe the more I thought about it, the more I thought maybe Float On isn't the best love making song that Modest Mouse has. I think as the world goes on, or blame it on the Tetons even might have been a better choice. I don't know if I can subject our listeners to another Modest Mouse love making follow up so quick. I will be following up. I will be following up. But it will be weeks and weeks and weeks weeks in the future when you've forgotten about, you know, because you're all biased right now. Yeah, this is a, a song. This is just a a little bit of a... I'm not going to take a big departure on, on it. 
a song that I've listened to for so many years, seen the band like multiple, multiple three or four times maybe, like a good amount. My first, this band holds a lot of uh, memory for me because it was my first like concert in New York City. I think my first one alone where like I took the train in with a friend and we saw Modest Mass like on a school night. It was like a big deal. We thought we were Whoa. super cool. We, yeah. beyond, we felt, you know, it was one of those, it was a formative moment. I've listened to this song hundreds and hundreds of times. I did not know the second verse started with a fake Jamaican took every last dime with that scam. And now I see I didn't it. know I didn't a know that. I knew Jamaican every last dime with that scam. Every oh. last dime with the scam. Like I remember it now, but Yeah. Man, I didn't know those were the words. Pretty yeah. weird lyrics. I didn't know those were the words either. Probably someone that's pretending to be Jamaican. Firefest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that could take me out a little bit. It's a firefest warning. Hearing, hearing a little a, a little weird lyric might take me yeah. out of the mood. But either way. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, it's just, you know, happy, sad songs are very, like, sad songs that are just played in a happy way. It's very on brand for me. And I mm-hmm. think that's kind of what sex is, you know? Like, we're all sad, you know? Sex is a sad thing. There's, there's a part of you that's <laughs> missing. You're trying to fulfill it. And you're doing it in a happy way. It might be bringing you momentary pleasure, momentary happiness. But at the end of the day, we're all alone. We're all going to die alone. That's so, so. dark. Maybe maybe you should wake up and listen to Float on His Love Making Music People. Just stop running. Stop running from it. It is it is You're pretty nail on the head with how Isaac Brock apparently wrote the song where he was like, I'm really trying to write something happy during a time when there's a bunch of really bad shit going on. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. As usual, your analysis is uh is right there. Yeah, I mean and it's at about the, soaking. At the t- it's about soaking. At the time he was just mad about George W. Bush. Yeah, you know? not anymore. Now he's not anymore. About so much more. <laughs> yeah. Where's the next <laughs> float on, Isaac Brock? Give us another happy. Yeah, mind, we need it. Song. Another happy sad song. Um, Nick, I would ask you what's in your brain of the week, but it's my brain of the week. It's your. It's not mine. I had a moment. Um, all I've clued Nick into about this is it has to do with fast food breakfast. That's it. Um, so that's all he knows. Because I really want to get a sense of. I had a real aha moment. I was. I ordered a uh, McDonald's breakfast, and I got about halfway through it. And I go with the meal, of course. So I, typically, I like to think the best McDonald's breakfast is the, um, not the McMuffin. It's the uh, McGriddle. I think it's it's got a nice flavor, but it's so greasy. Like the McGriddle is so greasy. If you get more than one, if you're like a mix and match type, you can't get a McGriddle. So like two McGriddles will kill you. Like it will legitimately kill you. If you got an iron stomach, a McGriddle has almost put me into a coma like two or three times. So I went with McMuffin this one day because we'd already had a day of fast food on this road trip. I wanted something a little lighter. So I went with McMuffin. I went with the meal. And obviously you get the hash brown. Nick, what's the worst thing about the hash brown? The grease at the bottom of the hash brown? It's so greasy. The, the hash brown is the greasiest thing in the world. Like, it's just grease. It, and if, like, you eat it and it's, like, there's grease, like, you feel the grease that, like, builds up. That's on the one of my least favorite lips. feelings in the world is it's the corner insane. mouth grease. Yeah. Oh, and it's you don't get it with that many foods except for like I could eat a piece of pizza that touches my entire face and I'd probably still feel like it was less greasy than the McDonald's hash brown. Anyway, long story. I make it through part of this, uh, you know, part of the McMuffin. I'm eating part of the, uh, you know, part of the hash brown, and I get to this point where I'm like, ah, the McMuffin's like kind of falling apart. The top falls off, and I had this moment where I was like, aha! I put the hash brown on the McMuffin and ate it, and it was delicious. And I just had this moment of like, how did I, how has it taken me? I've had McDonald's breakfast for probably 26, 27 years. I've gotten a hash brown basically every time. 
and there were a few years where they didn't really serve breakfast as much as they do now, but how did I never think about that? Hash brown is one of the best things to put on a sandwich. Like if I'm building a breakfast sandwich, hash brown is one of the first things I think about and it solves the problem. Like sure, you can't really do like sandwich hash brown, sandwich hash brown, which is nice, but it solves the grease problem for the most part. Like you still get it a little bit, but you're no longer like, you no longer have to handle the hash brown with a little sleeve that they give you. You just put it in a sandwich and suddenly you've got like a McMuffin sandwich, which I would have asked you, what's the worst part of McMuffin? Maybe you'd have said any number of things, but I think one of the weakest parts of it is it's kind of a soft sandwich. Like all of their breakfast sandwiches are kind of soft. You know, they're all kind of like mushy. Can I ask a follow-up question here? Yeah. Because I'm a little baffled. What are you baffled about? Well, like you baffled it took me so long to figure it out? You baffled yeah. that I liked it? No, no. Baffled that you like it. Putting the hash brown on the sandwich is the best part of the breakfast sandwich. Okay, So, so my question is, Careful. is this McDonald's specific? That like you never thought about it in relation to McDonald's? Or like you never went to a deli, ordered a bacon, egg, and cheese, hash, salt, pepper, ketchup? No, 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 no. Nick, Nick, are you, no. Are you, no, are you listening to me? No, it's, I, that hash brown is one of my favorite things to put on a breakfast sandwich. You're like, you know my order at Bagel Pub. Oh, I thought you knew my order at Bagel right, Pub. Right, that's what I'm Shout confused. You, so, you're, so you just put it together for McDonald's. Yes, I just, I just realized, I was like, holy okay. fuck, they give you a fucking breakfast sandwich and a hash brown, and I've just been fucking eating them separately okay, like a good. plebeian, where I could just put them together and have a delicious, like, it's all in one. It's on the run, you know? I don't need a bag anymore. I don't need to figure out where to put the hash brown while I take a bite of the sandwich and I sip the coffee. It's un- it's unbelievable. Have you ever done it before? Probably not at McDonald's, but to be honest, I don't know if I've had McDonald's breakfast more than twice. I had to Google while you were talking if there's a difference between an Egg McMuffin and a McGriddle. For those of you that can't see me right now, it's it's not good. It's not pretty. I'm bloated. Yeah, I'm bloated out know. of just... sadness right now. Maybe this is a poll we have to put out. I don't know. I didn't want to spend a poll on this, but maybe I, I want to get a sense. I want to get a pulse on the people because this seems like a crazy, like it's a food hack. It's a life hack. Like it makes a sandwich better. It for the most part makes, uh, like it makes eating the sandwich easier. It makes eating the whole meal easier. I think it's less greasy overall. The hash brown is not a mushy hash brown, so it goes on the sandwich easily. It stays put together easily, you know? It seems super obvious to me, but I also, I've never been in the wild doing it, so I don't think I can really shit on you, to be honest. You know? Okay. Yeah. I wanted to. I, I was ready to be like, yeah, man, I mean, I, I guess we got to see what the numbers say. We got our first. Yeah. Here's I, mean, the, I, I also, I, I don't want us to, I don't want us to restrict ourselves to, through this episode, we might come up with a better poll. Sure. Sure. Or we can do both. I just want to make sure we're not, I think it's a good candidate for our poll of next week. Because now I'm too. interested in the behavior. I also got to go out and get one of these sandwiches and see see if I, I've had the Dunkin' Donuts once a bunch. I like those. I, well, I mean, if you don't remember what an egg McMuffin tastes like, you should try. You should have one. Yeah. That's like that's the breakfast sandwich of America. It's not the best breakfast sandwich, but it's like oh. you know, yeah. like a I, I I have a my like elementary school early morning like oh we get a treat for breakfast is mostly. I'm trying to remember what street it was on in Chicago, but we'd stop at a, at a Dunkin' Donuts on the way to Wilmette, and we'd get, like, a, a Long John. You know, they had the Long Johns, those long, thin donuts. You get it with chocolate or vanilla frosting. Yep. But another one that was up there was, like, you get the Egg McMuffin with an orange juice and a hash brown. And that flavor combination just is childhood for me. I mean, not childhood, but it's, like, I think about it. So you got to try it. you got to try to at least remember what it tastes like. you got to try it to see, uh, you know, you probably got to do it twice. Once we eat the hash brown separately. And once you're putting the hash brown on. Because I tweeted this and it didn't get, like, I was expecting, you know, a ton of likes. Like, three. And I didn't get any. So. It didn't get any? 
To be honest, I I, use, I follow your Twitter pretty closely. I didn't see that, so. Yeah, maybe maybe it's still down. It's okay, dude. And, well, it just might have been the algorithm could have just gotten in your way. Yeah, could have hidden it for me for sure. Blame it on the algorithm. Blame it on the Tetons, Nick. Blame it on the Tetons. Tetons. Careful. Um, I'm, I'm going to get horny. We're moving on. <laughs> Hit us up. We'll do a poll. Maybe I was going to ask a whole other set of questions about breakfast sandwiches, but it's not it's not worth it. It's okay. Breakfast sandwiches are great. I will have uh, I can't. We can't do it. I can't do it. We're moving on. Uh, we're into the weekly. We're into our weekly news of the week. Um, we've got some good stories. We're, we had a bunch to choose from this week because we, we didn't do a pod. Obviously, two weeks ago, last week, we were not talking news at all. So we yeah. had three weeks of stuff to talk about. One of these stories is from this week. One of these stories is from a few weeks ago. But it's one that could have fallen under the radar, especially with the way the past few weeks have been. Uh, and it's important you know about this. Um, without further ado, James Blunt gave himself scurvy. Think about that for a second. James Blunt is the one-hit wonder of You're Beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and scurvy, for those of you who don't know, is the disease that, that pirates get when they don't eat oranges. Your teeth fall out. Right. I remember vividly going on a hiking trip, and someone was like, you know, settlers in the French-Canadian, you know, during the French-Canadian War, the settlement, would chew on pine needles because you could get vitamin C from them, and it would stop their teeth from falling out from getting scurvy. And so those peasants, those settlers who, you know, many of which thought the earth was flat, were able to prevent getting scurvy and James Blunt wasn't. James Blunt had a moment that I think many of us has ha have had where he is found himself surrounded by his friends who were vegetarian, vegan, etc., dietary restrictions, all the above. And like us have, you know, like all of us have felt at some point, we, he felt frustrated. I think he probably felt, you know, like maybe it was a little overblown Maybe he, maybe it was, they were trying to push attention to it. Maybe it was for attention. Maybe he was disappointed in the moral high ground. I don't know. There's any number of ways you could get upset about it. Um, he reacted, I think most of us just assume that we're projecting or, you know, ignore it because, again, it's someone else's diet. It doesn't really affect us. James Blunt decided that he was going to take a stand. This was the hill that he was going to die on, or at least, you know, lose his teeth on. And he decided to go on an all meat diet. I think for just as long as he could, just out, just purely out of spite, you know, no intention of, of like, for no benefit to himself other than to make himself feel like he was sticking it to his vegetarian friends. See, keep going, but I that's the point I want to take up a counterpoint with. Which, like, I think is something that, like, I thought about doing in high school, you know? I, I had a bet with my ex-girlfriend who was vegetarian, my high school girlfriend, where I... You know, in kind of a demeaning way, it was like, well, I could be vegetarian for a month. And I just didn't. Well, I guess so I did the opposite to stick it to her. But James James Blunt, British, so there's that abundance of meat in that country. It's already difficult enough to find a vegetable in that country. He he just ate meat pies for two months, and he got scurvy. Doctor's like, well, you haven't had a, a fruit or vegetable in two months, so your teeth are going to fall out. No person's had this since 1834. Um... So congrats. And then James Blunt went and he basically tweeted that he then started just chugging a glass of orange juice before he went to bed every night and then gave himself acid reflux. And it's just like, the guy's so fucking stupid, he can't even solve the problem without, like, killing himself. Like, and I just don't know, like, that one is, that's almost worse to me because it's like, the solution, you already have been, like, you've already been clued into the fact that something you're doing is really stupid. And instead of just, like, dealing with that in a normal way, I don't know, eat an orange or, like, drink a glass of orange juice for breakfast. 
like any like what a normal person like th- I don't even really know what to say about this because he just uh, he's he's devoted to just like doing things his own way. It's like a doctor being like, "Well, you have vitamin D deficiency, so you can either go outside or you can take these pills." And you're like, "Oh, okay. Well, I could just take those pills, or I could grind those up into a shot and like inject them into my eyeball." Uh, I wanted to psychoanalyze it way going further back than just his decisions here. Yeah. This is straight up in reaction to your beautiful. Like this guy wrote a very sensitive song that gets parodied a lot, gets made fun mm-hmm. of a lot. And this is some like macho bullshit where he's like trying to compensate for writing a really soft, frankly, I think a pretty beautiful song that pro- that defines his career. And now he's like, I need to prove to them that I'm tough and a ama- like, Unless you're trying to prove that you're like the fuck, like a macho man, you don't chug stuff before you go to bed, or well, yeah, go on a meat-only like, diet out of principle because the vegetarians, like the weak, feminine vegetarians, are pissing you off, dude. Like, you wrote a really, you wrote a really beautiful song. Sure, people probably make fun of you about it. Just own it, dude. We know you're not like this. You're beautiful. Like, you're trying to convince us that you're like, no, I that was just uh, my. Uh, someone else wrote it and I just sang it and like I'm really just like a real tough guy rock and roller who eats just meat and chugs stuff fuck you dude yeah it's like, got, it's like he got it's like he got stuck in that phase in that phase of like masculinity where it's like oh well if you want to think I'm cool look at how much I can eat yeah you know 100% this is like yes. I'm only gonna eat meat is like you're really there's something so macho about it of just like right. oh you're really trying to prove something that's right. not like out of principle because my vegan friends are too loud it's like i'm trying to show you that i am right. manly you don't believe that i'm manly i can eat just meat like a caveman fuck you mm-hmm. right no, i don't eat vegetables you're not scurvy vegetables. yeah right. well and that's the thing i think it comes down to like people who just live off giving ultimatums or like living a life of ultimatums like i'm gonna speak directly to those people you fucking suck like you fucking suck so hard there it's like living in this world that's just black and white of like oh well you're gonna give me these directions well i don't need to go halfway i'm gonna go all the way like why can't i eat meat pies all the time you can't take it you're not strong enough oh you you want me to just like get vitamin c like a normal person no i'm gonna chug that glass of oj upside down before i go to sleep every night so i have oj dreams it's like no you're it's it's just like you people who live the world that way where you have to do something your own way just like just follow the fucking directions just like i don't care do like you're rich do crazy shit but just like follow the directions just to fall is not hard someone is telling you how to do a doctor is telling you how to do this it's insane it's insane and i think the acid reflux thing makes it way worse for me because like if someone's gonna get scurvy at this point in their lives like aside from poverty right and like that's sad if getting it because you're gonna be like just outwardly spiteful is the best way to do it. Like, I'm a huge fan of spite. I'll root for it 99 times out of 100. But when when you then, sh- like, pull back the curtain to show me, like, well, actually, then this is how I handled the fact that I needed more vitamin C. It's just like, well, that now I see now I see your true colors. And I hate you. So I hate James Blunt. He's no... This is what happened. James Blunt tried... I think you're right, Nick. Like, he tried to be the guy who was super macho. He tried not to be the guy who was the your beautiful guy. Well, now you're the scurvy guy. Now you're the guy yeah, who dude. got scurvy in 2020. It's clear which one is the real you, man, and you just gotta you yeah. just gotta accept it, dude. It's you're crazy. A like he, songwriter, you don't need to eat just mutton. 
Yeah, he got he got a disease that like was prevalent when like you could only get oranges like twice a year, and now he lives in a society where like you have to try to avoid oranges. Like everywhere you go, they sell they sell a gas station sell oranges wrapped in plastic. You know, you can get orange juice anywhere. Yeah, your high C has vitamin C in it. Like Tang, you could drink Tang. Like oranges are powdered now. It's Apparently absurd. his net worth is eighteen million dollars. Like he can get whatever he wants. Yeah, he can get. He can have only fruit that tastes amazing. <laughs> like, right. Right. I just, I just also love the idea. I mean, I went into this, went into this a little bit on the blog, but I just love the this like sentiment that teenagers and like young men, for the most part, have, where it's like, well, I'm tougher because I eat meat. Like I can only eat meat, and I just don't know where that comes from. I mean, I guess I do know where it comes from, right? But like, evolutionary. Like, evolution-wise, we've never... We've always had to eat vegetables. Like, there's and always grains. been a strand yeah, of vegetarianism, yeah. veganism in us. Well, not veganism so much, because we were eating animal products. But, like, there's always been a part of us that's had to survive off of plants alone. Because, like, when shit got crazy, when there was adversity, that's what you had to do. There's no part of us that was ever, like, had an abundance of mammoth meat. Where we were just like, well, I don't need vegetables. I'll just eat meat all the time. Like, that was never, you never ran out of food. It was like, oh, fuck, gotta eat the meat now. Like, meat has always been a luxury, and so I guess it's tough in the fact that, like, you would have to hunt it, but, like, now no one is. None of those guys are hunting their meat. They're all guys who are like, I'll just go buy four pounds of hamburger. It's like when Alex Jones did that picture where he's got the whole plate of barbecue. Have you seen that? Where he's like, screw you, Obama! (laughs) It's like... No one cares that you're fucking eating meat, dude. What? Yeah. It's just, it's, that's so antiquated. It's, it's, it's ancient. It's not even antiquated. It's like, it's ancient. Yeah, right. And, and like, they're trying to convince us, like you said, which I love, is that like, they're trying to convince us that it's like medieval or that it's like, you know, primordial, that this is what we need. And they're just, it's just not true. <laughs> right. There's like this imagery of like, oh, the guys in the, in the medieval mess hall with grease, dri- yeah. like Gimli, you know, grease dripping down their chins. It's like, yeah, well, you know what the fucking, like hard people were doing they were eating like raw grain because the royalty was eating all the meat like they weren't allowed to hunt in the forest so they had to just eat like grass that's what the hard people were doing you know and, and i'm this is coming from someone who likes to eat meat and i'm yeah, not me too you know like I, I i i also sometimes get annoyed at like the the assumed moral superiority but i do think there is some something to be said especially environmentally now for that we won't get into that but the whole like you can disagree you can be like you can give people who make different food choices than you a hard time and just like be called a dick. But like don't go around pretending that like pretending that like eating meat makes you tough, like you like your stomach is tougher, like you conquered an animal. Yeah, it's, it's the la- it's the lazy it's the laziest it's just yeah. a, it's, it's lazy. It's, it's, a, it's a, lazy. a truly ridiculous show of masculinity. Right. And if you eat only vegetables, you don't get scurvy. If you eat only meat, you get scurvy. So you tell me who's tougher. I think I think the vegetable. you are scurvy, and the answer yeah. is scurvy. Scurvy, it's scurvy, James Blunt. You silly, silly, you pirate, you, you silly, you silly sailor. Speaking of food, staying I, on a very similar a, point. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, no. Go, go ahead. That's too late. You already fucked it up. I was just gonna say, for me, <laughs> actually, I feel like I would be, I would be so much tougher if I could only eat vegetables. If I could go vegetarian, yes, then I think I'd be tough. I am so addicted to meat. I can't give it up. It's way harder. It's We'd way be harder. So much more ripped. We'd be so much more ripped. We'd be we absolutely. We'd look better, <laughs> and my vanity yeah. usually trumps and feel everything. better. Yeah. Sorry. Speaking to, of food, speaking now of it's food. fine. It's fine, Nick. You know, you you do this to you do this to bring me down. I was doing too much of a roll. 
Uh, we got airlines who are the headline. I think is is really. I'll just read the exact headline. It's basically, airlines are selling their in-flight meals to those who miss them. And there are so many things, you know. In writing this story, I just was pulling thread after thread after thread after thread after thread. And I, I think the first thing I'm going to talk about is the headline of like who, who misses who misses airline food. Because I, I was legitimately concerned when I was writing this of like, am I just going to completely like miss a piece of information right now that there's just like group of people out there that miss eating airplane food? Or is this the most misleading headline of all time? There was a moment in my life when I was a kid where I, where I liked food on planes. But I think it was because I was, I was a little kid and I was excited to fly. There's no part of me now that's like, yes, I can't wait to get this horrible horrible food and this to me just reads so much like man like some some marketer got their hands on like a lot of power and they were like we we will legitimately do anything to try to get people to buy our stuff you know yeah. like the airline industry must be hurting so my brother my oh, brother bought a yeah. flight the other day for 48 dollars no i mean that's crazy yeah that's crazy dollars well and it's they're they're well that's my question like that's a bigger picture that's going on here but i think you're right like like i we talked about this probably two years ago on this podcast where a woman mm-hmm. got charged like a hundred bucks because brought, she brought an airplane, like an apple off an airplane under another airplane and it broke customs rules. And I think our whole point was like, the, air, the food you get on an airplane is good because it's the only food that you have. As soon as you leave the airplane, like in the, in the realm of everything else, it fucking sucks. But it's like if you're starving and your only choice is to eat like a, a maggoty loaf, then you're going to eat the maggoty loaf. But if right. you could have a maggoty loaf and just a loaf, you're taking the loaf every time. So it's like, why would you take an airplane off the plane? You could just buy a new apple. Like, the apple that you get off the plane is going to be better than the apple on the plane. Like, I don't care who you are. It's the same thing with in-flight food. Like, it is good when you're on a plane. When you're hungry and you've just been, like, breathing uncirculated air for seven hours, you're like, all right, y'all, yeah, eat these, like, pre-made eggs. And I will enjoy the pre-packaged, like, biscotti that is name brand. I recognize it. They clearly got, like, the 400-pack of, like, bite-sized ones. That's the best part of the meal. You can just buy that in a store without the other shit. Oh, and yeah. so I think... And so it just it doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make... Because, the, like, the chicken parmesan you get in, on, like, Delta doesn't compare to the chicken parmesan you get at, like, your gas station. Like, that's... Yeah. Legitimately anywhere else. Yeah. Literally anywhere else. Like, it was it was heated up in a microwave. It was frozen heated up in a microwave, and it was the, it's the cheapest option. And I think that's, and they're losing money, but it's just, I think, right, like they're trying to make profits any way they can. I get it. Like, pathetic. Airlines, airlines industry is hurting. But this is the type of thing where I really think it would just be way better if they just donated it. Like, so many people need food right now. Like, so many people are struggling. Just fucking donate. No one's going to buy this shit. Donate it to shelters, donate it to like community centers. Get so much better PR. You'd get way better PR. You'd help people. You'd actually, like, maybe have people feel bad. Because right now, it's just like, guys, like, no one misses this. No one's going to buy it. Like, no one out here is like, well, I could go to McDonald's, which is open, and, you know, get four meals. Or I could spend 18 bucks and get this meal barely for one that, like, maybe tastes different when it's not at 3,000 feet. Yeah. It's crazy. There's not. I have nothing else to add other than I, I. I read your blog and I was like, no. I mean, like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills too. I don't know. This is a fucking terrible idea. It's just a bad idea. Yeah. And so the one thing that I'm curious about is 
like the airlines that are doing this are like Turkish Airlines and yeah. in no, that's a different story. It's like it's like Cathay Air, it's a Qatar Air. Like so I yeah, so think I, some of these might be nicer airlines. I, if you've flown those and you've tried their food and it's like markedly different, please reach out to us. The other thing is like it's a terrible look in that you're you're now throwing yourself in a stream in like a, a stream of competitors that right now are like restaurants and takeout places like places that make their money and their business God, off food. of making good food for people you're like that's who you're that's one who you're trying to take business away from good luck and two that's who you're trying to compete with like suddenly you're in the takeout game and like red alert you fucking suck at it <laughs> that's just a crazy pivot <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> It's like, well, what can I think we you'd... do? What can we do? Should we find? They'd probably be airplanes? better, better off if they sold like the actual seat cushions, you know? Like, yeah, you 100%. can sit on it at your desk. The life like, preservers. Go outside. The li- yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. Life preservers. Sell the like. You can sell the soda, I guess. You know the uniforms. The uniforms would be pretty funny, actually. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm it's sure they're terrible losing a idea. Ton of money, but it's. It's just this isn't going to save you. It's just crazy. It's just a crazy move. It's just a crazy move. Crazy move. Okay. Well, hey, those were our stories of the week. If you like those, go to heresblog.com. Check out some more. We got, there are a bunch from the last few weeks that are pretty good. We got a girl that got flown to the moon by a kite. We got a woman who got mad at a bakery for not making a cake for a dog. A whole bunch of stuff going on this week. It was crazy. Good week. Good week for news. Uh, last thing we're going to wrap up, we don't have a nerd keys this week. Instead, we talked, I'm 99% sure a few weeks ago that we were going to uh, just do a golf check-in for episode 78. Here we are, episode 78. If you didn't uh, listen to episode 72, uh, Ken Burns presents here's a podcast where you not presents golf. Go back and listen to that. Very a good wide pod. umbrella. It's an umbrella episode, a, a good pod about golf. Um, so Nick and I kind of challenged ourselves this week to come up with, to kind of take different viewpoints different from our own. I challenged Nick, who's kind of been mm-hmm. leaning on the more anti-golf, uh, anti-golf side of things. Um <laughs> And and I'm I'm kind of more leaning pro golf type of thing. We're, we're, so now I'm trying to think of something that is I've been tolerant. I'm trying to think of something I hate about golf. Nick's trying to think of something that he loves about golf. Nick, what do you got? Uh, I love the question. I like being put out of my comfort zone. What I like about golf is is the psyche of the caddy. What an interesting what an interesting part of of the sports world. To be like yeah like. I'm kind of like a racehorse in that I like carry this other guy's stuff around, but also I'm like a coach. I'm also kind of a teammate and a friend and a cheerleader and also someone who keeps them on their shit. You know, like, oh, you got to focus, Phil Mickelson. It's, you know, the green breaks mm-hmm. to the right. Like, I'm not really sure there's any other. And also a servant. Well, yeah, and also you are lugging someone's shit around. I don't know if, like, in the pros, do they actually, they put on their thing. I don't know. They help them pick out the clubs. It's just, like, it's not a coach because you're kind of teammates. Like, the, it's always the caddy's always the first person they go nuts at. The caddy does not get any credit, though. Mm-mm. So I was trying well, to think, not, like, not, very... not in the outside golf community. Yes, in the golf community, right. that's where they do. I remember Tiger's longtime caddy right. like, was beloved or whatever. Right, but, the, guy, the guy was also in the You're section. very much, yeah, you're very much second banana to the golfer. In, yeah. in, in the realm of fame. Um, and I was just thinking, I was like, I'm not really sure there's any other... There's, there's very few sport relationships like that. Like, the NASCAR pit crew, maybe. But there's something so technical about that, and, and it's it requires speed and execution. Like, they actually have to do something, where the caddy kind of just says, like, 
well, I would do this, and then, like a coach, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. The coxswain and rowing is maybe the other one that I think is closest, but yeah. again, they're very much in on the action. So the idea that someone would dedicate themselves to being a caddy is uh, fascinating to me. I really, I really like it. I'd like to... Maybe we'll do another podcast where we just interview professional caddies. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's not you know that's not where I was looking for you to go with that, but I appreciate it. It's it's an intro. I didn't think about caddies at all. I was hoping we were gonna find something positive about the sport of golf, like playing. Oh it. yeah, I mean, but I no, but that works. That I'm not giving you a hard time. I think that's you know that's uh you found this is why your brain is so great because you know I thought you were in a zig, you zag, you just were like, well, I'm gonna talk about caddies. I was like, maybe he'll talk about being outside and he was like no i'm talking about the servant coach it's a weird thing (laughs) i'm I'm interested in that i want to know about that yeah no i think it's a good point it is fascinating and does that make you want to be more a part of the sport to kind of get closer to it so yes because the thing that you're actually the most like in my eyes is like the rock and roll roadie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like you go watch old like interviews with the dead's roadies like they're part of the band man they're like up partying all night with them, but they're also driving like 16 hours with all the stuff and like having to put up the wall of sound and they're fucked up the whole time. So they're kind of like with the band and how crazy they are, but they're really important. They're sort of more like the picker, but I like that as like, you think there's any like hard partying caddies out there who are like yeah, a real liability? 100%. I love that idea. 100%. So, in That's terms great. of the sport of golf, whacking stuff is great too. Like I'm never going to ding a sport that you get to whack something hard. I love that. But... The caddy. That's Keegan, what, do you not li- what, what don't you like about golf? The number of insane creatures you see. Like, I think of all... I'm terrified of, of animals, of, like, dangerous animals, and I don't think there's a sport out there other than maybe, like, spearfishing where I would yeah. be more in contact with them. Like, the number of huge alligators that just wander across golf courses, and people are just like, well, that's fine. Also, snakes. You're in the brush. You're in Georgia. You're in Florida. You're in, the Ever- you're in there kind of searching for a ball. Snake gets you. That's that Stephen. That's the Stephen King story. You know the one where he's a uh, he's on the autopsy table, but he's not dead. No, I don't know that one. I'm not oh. very Stephen King. Oh, Stephen King's aware, got this. It's in honest. this great collection of uh, of short stories. I'm of course I'm blanking on the name of it, so you can't read it, but it's great. The yeah. um, but basically, story is guy is golfing, goes into the bushes, gets bit by a snake, dies. The poison like stops his 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 heartbeat. And so he's alive, but he's on the autopsy table, and he's sensing his eyes, you know, are half open, and he's sensing the person trying to like cut him open to the autopsy on him. Oh man, that's very Stephen King. Yeah, very, very scary. So on that hand, why would I ever play this sport? You know? Yeah. Would I just lose every ball? Would I? There just... was. Did you see? The, there was a couple of videos on Twitter going around recently of like two golfers interacting with huge gators, where one recoils in fear and actually scared, and the other guy is like walking by casually toss and picks up the oh he picks up the ball next to the gator slaps the gator on the ass and then walks away yeah just dinosaurs and it's like first of all real hardo but second of all <laughs> you're a psycho you're a psycho i will say though is that i texted you this morning and i said hey get this ready for the golf where you got to talk golf so think about something you like i'll think about something i don't like i walked out of my room hear my cousin's voice my new cousin roommate she said you know hey you know, Papa's on the phone, wants to talk to us. So I go into her room, we're talking to Papa, my grandpa. And uh, he's like, you know what you should think about? You should think about playing golf. He gave me this whole pitch. He, he reached out, he, he was pushing for me to become a golfer. But uh, but yeah, so if you've been listening to the podcast and you found my grandpa, you're reaching out to him to try to get me to play golf, leave him alone. Please. Leave him out of it. Leave him out of it. Leave him out of it. 
Nick, that was episode 77. Here's the podcast. You're happy now. Thanks for listening. Are you happy now? No. Are you happy now? No. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye! Bye-bye!